Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. at a restaurant the other day read my mind (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah so there's a few of us there and we were looking for like the salt and pepper and we realized that it was in like a little dish and not in salt and pepper shakers and he kind of made a joke about that he was making all these little jokes and stuff throughout it It he was pretty funny and he had just brought the food out and he was pointing out the little the little ramekin of the packets and i was thinking I really want hot sauce with this. I think that would be just perfect with this omelet thing that I got. And so he turned away from the others to me and says, and you said hot sauce, right? And I was so baffled because I thought I must have said that out loud as I was thinking about it and was like, yeah. And he started to walk away and there was a pause and I'm like, did I say out loud hot sauce and everybody went, no, did he just read your mind? I said, he did. He absolutely did. And he was grinning through the whole thing. So then I was challenged that every time he comes back to just think horrible, naughty things and just see if he reacted. And he didn't, except I swear once when he turned and was walking away and I was just thinking this just horrible thing, I thought, (laughs) I'm not going to say what, and I thought I saw him just smirk a little tiny bit as he was walking away. And I'm like, that's it. He absolutely read my freaking mind. And his number was on the receipt. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He was very good, though. He was on it. He was funny. He was making all sorts of just dumb little jokes. It it was my kind of thing. He he got a very good tip out of that. I I mean, you'd never catch an experienced telepath just by thinking like dirty nonsense. They've got to be. They've got to be prepared for that. That's oh. what most people are thinking just in general right? at the time, like, that's right? That's just the random garbage they're hearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it just, it took me so off guard that I hadn't said anything, and with such utter confidence right after the fact, and you said hot sauce, right? Uh, Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, I did. (laughs) No, I didn't. Oh, God, what do I do? Okay, so what would you all think to out a telepath? What do you think that you could think to get a reaction out of somebody who could read your thoughts? Hmm, I don't know. My, My first thought was I would be thinking about like the murder I'm going to do to the person next to me like before I leave this like I'd be like thinking about how much I hate this person and also just like occasionally touching the knife on the table in the hopes that at some point they'd be like no and like dive for me to try and stop me and I'd be like hi I knew it you're on to me uh one of two things for sure is I would either start thinking about how bad my head itches because so often, <laughs> you know, you know, somebody sees that and then they're like, oh, my head itches and then they go to scratch. Or I would make sure they weren't looking at me, but I would like think as if I were yawning really loud and see if they yawned after. See, I was thinking like, I assume that I know their name because they probably introduce themselves when they, you know, I'm, I'll be your server. When they- I, hold on. I already have a problem with this. You don't remember anybody's names ever, <laughs> let alone the server who just gave it to you for a moment and then walked away. <laughs> Oh, crap. I think most of us are called out here. Yeah, yeah. But given the idea that I'm trying to out him as a telepath, I'm going to assume that I'm... point A. Yeah, I assume I have a dossier on him because I'm putting together a very special team. (laughs) (laughs) So I've at least got his name written down, if not remembered. That when they turn away, as loudly as I can, think their name, look out. Like, Ooh, like something's flinch. going to hit you. Like, yeah, just like a like a warning you would shout, but only in my head. Solid. That's a good one. I would probably think the entire score of a musical beginning to end, uh, which is not <laughs> unusual for me. But I think that's so nerdy that they would feel compelled to out me as a complete dork. To bully and, you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That'll work for you, Kim, because you'll get halfway through and they're going to get tired of it and then they're going to think into your mind avocado and you'll, you'll know to stop. And Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a, a very, like an earworm song to see if they start so saying like, it out loud. or Oh, so mm. they can't get it out of their heads yeah, so they start yeah. singing it? That's pretty good. I would probably go like, oh man, too bad. I got to find someone to give this fortune to. You know what? I think I'm just going to pick a random person. The next person that says this phrase to me randomly <laughs> on the street, I'm just going to give him $3 million. And that's just, I've, that's it. I made up my mind. That's good. I feel like it's, it would be tough, though, because somewhere in your subconscious brain, also, you're going to be thinking, this plan's going to work. This is going to get him to reveal himself. So, like, what, how much of your mind are they reading? Yeah. Like, are they just constantly getting surface thoughts? But if they focus in, they, yeah. they can they, know your can they get your deeper thoughts? Like, I think along yeah, Cass's lines, just thinking like you're now blinking and breathing manually, like and then just watch them <laughs> see if they're just like start blinking a lot or just be like, you're now aware of how much space in your mouth your tongue takes up all the time or the fact that you can always see your nose and just see if they're like looking at their nose, crossed eyes, looking for their nose. I appreciate that you said, and then in your subconscious, you're thinking how good of a plan this is. And with, in reality, this with me, it'll probably be, oh, I'm going to give $3 million to the next person that says this. God, this is a good plan. Like full sentence nonstop. <laughs> it's also, a great plan. It's totally going to get Not a him. different part of the brain <laughs> yeah, having that thought. No, it's one. It's I would have said it out loud if I was speaking. Uh, I do really look forward to all of the discord comments about damn it jake now i'm <laughs> now i'm aware of my breathing <laughs> i gave you nothing to transition <laughs> that's you know what that's fine we're we're in the week before gen con we're in prep uh i just want to remind anybody out there who happens to be in the patreon tier where you get the t-shirt 
on the cycle. Um, make sure that you check your email. Oftentimes, Patreon emails go to junk mail. And this came up in Discord the other day that we had some people who hadn't realized that the shirt was available yet. Uh, and every time that shirt becomes available, I do send a message to you on Patreon, and Patreon sends you a notification that probably goes to your junk mail. Uh, and inside of that email has all the instructions on how to redeem your shirt, uh, because oftentimes we have different styles, different colors available, uh, as well as picking your size. So make sure to look for that if you have not yet gotten your shirt, or if you'd like to join this month and get a shirt in the future, look out for those emails. I think with that, we're going to let this recap roll while we play them for Gen Con. I want to take out my now useless salt shaker and unscrew it and dump out the salt and kind of hold it inside my jacket. When this stuff falls on me, I'm hoping that it'll collect some of it. So as you walk down, you position the empty salt shaker and stand on the X and the basilisk turns towards you. And for the briefest of moments, you feel your whole body tingle like it's not pleasant. It's not awful, but it's a very weird sensation that just flows up the entirety of your body. And then you feel that sensation flow back out of you from the head down. Your salt shaker is full, but as you turn, you can see that along the wall below where everyone is standing and watching is more of that glass. And you can see people inside of it gesturing in your direction. I want to look at Tass and I want to make a movement with my arm and then throw the salt shaker to him. Tass, as Megan comes out of the basilisk enclosure, she very quickly pitches something to you underhand through the crowd and you reach out to grab this object, but you feel yourself get jostled to the side as Kim nudges you. The thing in the air slips your grasp as liquid spills out of it onto Kim's sleeve and it starts to eat away at the fabric. And then there is the sound of something hitting the pavement and shattering. You look down and between your feet are the broken pieces of Megan's salt shaker. What was that? Nothing. I want to look behind me. Am I being followed? Is anybody coming after me yet? Yeah, you don't see anybody coming up from the basilisk pit. Nothing. It's burning through my clothes. Uh, just a second, and I'll grab Rory and pull him aside. Uh, how long does the, uh, the tour usually take? And I glance at Kim, and I just shake my head a little bit. Oh, uh, like the one I'm giving you or just in general? Like, how long does it usually take to get, to get around? I mean, like, you're doing a great job at giving us all this information. Oh, well, it depends on the size of the group and the number of questions they ask. Uh, we can move on at any time. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that that was really great. Here's your here's your pass back. Oh, thanks. Uh, sorry, I just, I, I dropped something. I just want to pick it up. Oh, okay. And I'll uh, go pick up the pieces in my soul shaker. Come on, let's go. Uh, well, come this way and I will show you to the Nightmare and the Pegasus. As the group of you leave, you can see some people dressed in park uniforms coming from the direction of the empty area. And it seems like they're trying to look through the crowd to find somebody, uh, but you have all moved away at this point. Roy leads you up to the final enclosure and it is a very large dome and he takes you inside. Inside, you can see that there is this enormous black horse, larger than a Clydesdale. It has glowing eyes and its mane, its tail, and the hair around its hooves are all made of fire. And it's snorting and pawing at the ground. And up above it, you can see that there is a blue woman riding on the back of a pegasus. The pegasus dives down towards the nightmare and the nightmare rears up on its hind legs. And you see that the pegasus and the nightmare high five with their hooves as the Pegasus then banks off into the air again. And there is a crowd in here that goes 
wild at this. I'm one of them. Yeah. And as the Pegasus swoops back around, it crosses over a small pool of water. And the woman on the back of the Pegasus jumps off. And about halfway down, she transforms into a Kelpie, where the front half is that of a horse and the back half is that of a fish. Uh, it's like a merhorse. <laughs> the Kelpie lands in the water, diving below the surface before coming back up and doing a lap around the pool. Again, the audience bursts into applause. And someone comes out. Thank you. That was the show for the afternoon. And we'll do another one here at the beginning of the next hour. We hope you have enjoyed. Please feel free to stay around and you can uh, watch how each of these get fed. We hope you enjoy your time here. The crowd applauds and some of them start to move out and some of them come down closer. Oh, Rory, are we? can we pet the horses? I, I probably would be up to the horses if they are willing to come over to you. They're very powerful, very very dangerous is there a way to get them to come over to us to have like a call or a special whistle they like or anything uh, i don't know you'll you'll see a lot of people trying quite a few things trying to get their attention everybody wants to pet the fire horse and then i think i am just as close as i can get to this sort of enclosure studying these horses in the area like i want to see how they're interacting and if there's anyone else interacting with them just get a feel for how they move naturally all right, I think this, again, is study a place of power. Okay. And this is going to be with power. Seven. So as you study this place, the thing that you notice is that inside of this enclosure, the nightmare, there's a Pegasus, and there's also this Kelpie that for a moment was riding the Pegasus, dove off, and then turned into its true form. As the Kelpie swims around in its little pond, and as the Pegasus flies through the air, and as the nightmare moves around in its area, you can see that the actual environment shifts a little bit. Like the direction that the Kelpie goes, the water seems to spread that way and become less in the other direction. And as the nightmare moves, the grass vanishes and becomes hard stone for it to walk on. And the area above where the Pegasus is clear blue sky follows it around so it seems like this environment is either specifically made for them or that somehow they have the power to change their environment and i think now that the show is over you probably get a sense that it is actually them because in watching just that last couple moments of the show you might assume that it is part of the theatrics of what is being seen but it's still happening now that it's feeding time and the show is over all right okay okay Huh. I want to lean over to Kim. Hey, I got a question. Yeah? Are mermaids a thing here? Yeah. You see them occasionally with the lost ones. Excellent. Thanks. Can I ask a question? Sure. What got spilled on my arm? Whatever made me not stone anymore. The basilisk venom? Sorry about that. I was trying to get it away from me. I was seen, I think. Sorry about your salt shaker. Yeah, it'll be fine. Hey, Rory. Yeah? Who's the Kelpie? Oh, she's the trainer who travels uh, with the other two. Sorry, I didn't mention the Kelpie before. It's kind of the surprise of this. You know, oh, we come in to expect to see this. Like, oh, who is this This rider? And then that's kind of the big reveal at the end of the show that it is another magical horse. It's a great surprise. I was definitely surprised. Right? Yeah. I think while they are talking, though, I'm staying. I'm like, I'm just trying to be as close to this area as I can. And I'm just testing the water with like sending out good vibes towards the nightmare. Like I'm legitimately using that bizarre encounter with Borbok and uh, trying to feed my memory and feeling of delight at that towards the, the beast. All right, so you get to roll Persuade an NPC and you're going to add 
plus three as if you had cashed in a debt as you are feeding this positive memory towards the nightmare. Okay. And so you're going to roll with heart. Six. How? Snake eyes plus four, baby. Good God. Can I lend a hand? How so? I think I'm just also trying to put out a good energy here, so maybe it's just kind of enough to uh, conglomerate into a good enough vibe. Yeah, all right. Roll lend a hand. Eight. So, Jake, as you also reach out and try to feed this good energy towards the nightmare as Tass is doing the same thing, uh, it does give Tass the plus one and bumps him up to a seven. But, Jake, you see that the nightmare has a negative reaction to you. It does start to turn and look at Tass, but it looks at you and it, like, snorts fire and then looks back at him and doesn't seem quite as agitated. It seems that it is unsettled by you for some reason. You have ruined my whole day. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing you could have possibly done to me was make this horse not like me on sight. I am so sorry for you. I can't imagine how awful I I would feel if I was in your position right now. Holy shit. I'd be crying. I lay down. I I lie down and weep. Yeah. (laughs) I would be doing that at the table right now. But the Pegasus comes over and comforts you. Like it it encloses you in its wings. (laughs) High fives you. (laughs) Which kills you because very strong. So, Tess, that does make it so that it starts to move in your direction, but you can sense that it's not quite convinced. Like, it gets just out of arm's reach, and it's walking back and forth and and watching you. And as it gets up close to you, I want to impress again how tall it is. Your head almost comes up to the top of its leg. Damn. Yeah. And, like, so what exactly... Is this enclosure again? Is this something that I could reach over and touch it or no? If it got closer, you could reach out and touch it. But it, right now it's keeping just out of your out of your reach. Uh, I think I kind of glance over at Rory. So are they like how how, how do I ask this? I don't I don't want to sound rude about it, but like how intelligent are they? Like it, does it understand language like we do or? No, I don't think so exactly i've i've never heard anyone talk to it in any kind of way the kelpie is the one who runs the show and you know has taught them the act so i'm sure that the kelpie can communicate with it but i've never seen anyone else be able to fair like i want to tell it how awesome it is and i want it to understand you know and you know i know i have essentially done this already but i'm still just kind of giving these waves of like memories of me riding my own horses and how much joy i had from that and how much just more magnificent this creature is just hoping it'll come closer but otherwise just staying there with it and trying to keep its attention yeah you can see that like it has the intention of getting closer but it keeps turning towards jake and (laughs) (laughs) this is a nightmare Literally. <laughs> and huffing out this fire through its nose. I wipe a tear and I, I say, I'll give you some space. And I I walk away <laughs> out of its line of sight. And as he does, it comes closer to you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm looking in one of those like security mirrors. Like I can see it <laughs> behind me getting closer to him and just... I'm just nodding solemnly. Like, don't turn around. Just stay strong, don't, whatever you do. Don't let it see you cry. Are, are they usually this particular about people? 
Yeah, they're they're very particular about, you know, I don't see it even get this close to people for the most part. Uh, it seems a lot calmer than normal after the show. Awesome. Rory, do you think you could introduce me to the Kelpie? Oh, sure. Oh, great. Let's go. Let's go do that. Tess, we'll be back. Okay. Hey, real quick. Do they have names? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the Nightmare is a Sweet Vendetta and the Pegasus is Princess Souffle and the Kelpie's name is Blue Swords. I love all of that so much. Cool. And he smiles and nods and then starts leading you towards the Kelpie, Megan. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. So while they are having their encounters, trying to achieve their goals, I have my own goal that I need to achieve, which is to stink very badly like something other than Danny. So mm. uh, I want to maneuver around to where it seemed like we saw the guards emerging from, because I'm going to try to get down into that lower area where I know they feed the creatures out of. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you did see the guards coming out of essentially the center of this zoo. And right now, Rory has led you around the outside of it. Um, so you can head towards the center and there is a pretty small building. Uh, but you can see that actually about this time, those guards that you saw going towards the basilisk are now going back inside of this little building. Perfect. I want to channel here real quick to okay. get some magic energies. I got a six. All right, so you get a hold one, uh, but you cannot channel again for the rest of the scene. Very good. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and sneak in behind the guards as they go in. All right, so I think this is going to be keep your cool. Explain to me the situation you want to avoid. I want to avoid being spotted on my way through this door and down into the lower facility. Okay, so roll with spirit. Eight. Where are you trying to go in here? The only one that I'm like definitely familiar with is the one underneath the phoenix i'm trying to get to that you know i know where the feeding area is and where that pen is on the surface so i think i have the best idea of how to get to that that's where i'm headed okay so i think that you can get down there with this keep your cool but the cost is going to be that you're essentially burned at this zoo like you are going to be caught on quite a few cameras once they go back and review footage but for the moment you'll be able to get there. Okay. So describe to me what this looks like as you're sneaking through these underground tunnels, making your way towards the Phoenix feeding area. Do I realize now from the beginning that I'm going to be burned? Like, do I realize like I'm going to be caught on cameras as I go through? Yeah, I think that 
like as you take your first step in, you just see that there are so many cameras. Okay. Then I think I'm just like dipshit touristing through this area. Like I've got like my phone camera. I'm just like, oh, like looking around, taking pictures of stuff, taking selfies with stuff. Like I just clearly I don't belong here, but like I'm just so enamored with the the fun of this place. I'm all lost in the whimsy. Okay. So I think. Make a note that if you're ever confronted about this, you get a plus one if you okay. stick to that story. <laughs> okay. This is exactly the same ploy that you all did at the prison when you were breaking <laughs> into that. <laughs> I'm a one trick, but it's a good trick. Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, play dumb tourist. So I'm going to bumble my way through until I get to where they store the Phoenix food. As you start to get close to where the Phoenix food is, the smell is horrendous. To put it the simplest way, the hallway and the room that you start to go into just smells like farts. <laughs> <laughs> and as you step into the room where they store all of the Phoenix's food, you can see just huge pieces of yellow rock. There is just huge deposits of sulfur that they are putting onto these presses that then press against the bottom of the ground and feed these veins of sulfur up for the Phoenix to eat. Well... Sorry, everybody who's got to ride back in a car with me. <laughs> I'm just going to start getting up on those mineral chunks, trying to get that stink on me and outweigh the, the mosquito smell. All right. And what are you going to do once you feel like you are properly saturated? I'm going to spin my hold to teleport up and out, probably close to the entrance, okay. where I will deter all sorts <laughs> of people who are entering and exiting. <laughs> all right. So back inside of the equine shelter, we have Tass standing next to this enormous nightmare. Megan has gone off with Rory to meet the Kelpie. Kim, what are you doing? I'm with Tass. Okay, so what are you both up to? Um, I'm really trying to study this creature. Like, what exactly is the hair? Like, are these individual actual hairs that are on fire? Is this just some sort of fire that's wafting from these areas? It is individual hairs that are on fire. You can make that out now that it has gotten super close to you. Okay. Do you think you're more resistant to fire because of the whole demon thing? I'm going to ask the gods a question here real quick, and then maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, my actual question for that would be, can I pitch you one thing or another to be able to touch this without getting too hurt, I guess? Let's hear it. If I used my the devil inside move to add some of these, you know, abilities, could that maybe offset if I like took one to gain armor? Like, would that maybe not hurt me as badly at least? Generating the armor, it makes total sense that it would be that you could make it specifically against fire. Okay. Um, I think I would go with that then. Really what I want to try to do is... Like, I don't know how to ask permission, but I kind of want that. Like, I don't want to hurt this thing. I don't want to disrespect it because it has genuinely, like, come over to interact with me. So I don't know what I, exactly I'm trying to do, but, like, reach through and pet him and touch that hair and almost get this feeling of, like, may I do this? I don't know if there's anything for this, but that's the kind of the, the vibe I want to give first before I do anything else. I think Roll figure someone out. Okay. Yeah, so you're going to roll with mind. When you try to figure someone out, roll with mind. On a hit, ask two. On a seven to nine, they ask one of you as well. If you're in their circle, you can ask an additional question, even on a miss. Okay. In that case, 
can I also be giving out essentially what would be this vibe of like, I would go to bat for you. I would do something for you. I would help you if it came to it because I want to lean into my tongued and silver move by tempting it with power, maybe a favor, a debt, something to show that I am like on its side. I am a friend of of horses. <laughs> so you know that it obviously can sense your thoughts in some way. You know, before you were feeding it the memory of Borbach in that encounter, what are you feeding it to show it that? Um, I think I would feed like the memory of Ori when he was out of control and doing all this damage, but us doing everything we could to help him and keep him safe at the same time. Yeah, so uh, roll figure someone out. And uh, what does your tongue in silver do? Uh, that makes it so that I roll with heart instead of mind. Okay, roll it. Oh, God, thank you for that. Uh, seven. All right, so you get a hold two, and it gets a hold one. All right. I think my first one is, how could I get you to let me take a few of your fiery hairs? It snorts fire again, and as it does, its chest puffs up a little bit, and you get this feeling of only those who are strong enough can take them. It will let you do it simply by proving that you're strong enough to do it and withstand the ramifications. Okay. Uh, and how could I put you in my debt? I think that the answer to that question actually feeds into the question it's going to ask you. Okay. The question it asks you by horse telepathy. <laughs> you, know. you know. I think it does this by its glances. Like it looks up at the glass underneath the stands and then it looks over at this big double door and it wants to know how it could get your character to leave the door open tonight. I think this really is a nice little circle of... I think I'm strong enough to do this, so if you're just chill with me yanking off a few of these hairs to take without fighting that, I will absolutely come back and knock this door open. All right, and so as you feed it this kind of image, it turns its body so that its bulk is between you and the window and its tail is right in front of your face. Okay, so then I'm gonna roll my devil inside All right. to see if I can do this. Let's see it. Ten. All right, that gives you three hold. What are you going to do with them? I'm definitely going to use gain plus one armor and, you know, lean it all into that fire. I'm going to, I think, use demonic senses. I want to change specifically my sight. I'm supposed to kind of pick a thing. Like, mm. what is that going to be? Um, so I think I want to change my sight so that when I'm kind of glancing around at the doors and stuff, just just at a glance to to hope that will help me like spot imperfections or something that I can break or mess with um, to maybe be able to help it. Okay. And I want to take plus one forward. What does this demon form look like? Yeah, this is the first kind of transformation we've seen from somebody. It is. Uh, so the horns that are a little bigger than they had been in the past, you know, they were already slightly bigger, but they grow thicker and longer and start to curl back. Uh, my hands develop claws and have their own aura of flame around them, and uh, my eyes begin to smoke. All right, so I'm going to ask you to turn to violence and roll blood. Oh, God, okay. Twelve. All right, so you get to choose one, inflict terrible harm, take something from them, or create an opportunity for an ally. And because the nightmare is 
essentially allowing this to happen. But there is still a I went with turn to violence because there is still the possibility of damage and even just the animal instinct reactions. Yeah. So the inflict terrible harm is really going to be get more hairs to take something from them would be something in addition to something different than the hairs. And I think uh, you create an opportunity for an ally might be that you think you could mend the fence between it and Jake in the future. <laughs> but I don't care which one you pick. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. He's been drawing horses in his notes. I want to hold it against you. Look at this picture I drew. Me and my best friend horse. I'm going middle option. I want to take something from them. I want to know what this little extra might be. So as you reach out and you pull these hairs away from its tail, these do two points of damage, but your armor negates one of them. And it turns back instinctively and it snorts out that fire breath. And you feel the fire that comes out of its nose join into the fire around your hand. And the little thing that you take from it is that three times when you are using your demonic form attacks with your fist, with your flaming fists will be armor defeating. Hell yeah. Okay. So Tash, you have got a handful of flaming horse hairs. What are you doing with them? Uh, I suppose that since I'm in this form, you know, it's not too bizarre to see people like this. I've got the fiery hands already. So I think I'm just wrapping the hairs up really tightly and just kind of palming them, just getting them in my fist and clenching that so that any of the fire coming off of that just seems like it's a part of what's already going on with my hands. Okay. Um, I think that in this moment, Rory turns in your direction from the conversation that he is having with Megan and the Kelpie. Are, are you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, just sort of mutual respect, fiery dude to fiery horse conversation going on, you know. Oh, yeah, I get that. Cool. I'm so glad. I think I'm giving Megan a definitive nod of like, hey, time to go, like kind of tapping my wrist. Oh, yeah, we got to get going. Uh, how do how do we get uh, to the exit from here, Rory? Uh, you'll just uh, head out and you'll go to the right and follow the circle around towards the front. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for the tour. It was so great to see you again. Oh, yeah, you too. How how often do uh, exhibits get rotated out? Oh, every, every few months. Uh, this one's very new, so it'll be here for a little while still. Okay, well, uh, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll come back. I am already moving. Yep, I'm moving with Tass. Oh, I, everyone's leaving, so I gotta go, but uh, oh, okay. yeah, come on, Alice. Yeah, and as you turn to leave, he stands and waves uh, as the three equine creatures watch you exit. Uh, and Jake's like up near the entrance, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we're like giving him the nod of time to go. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk out. Go uh, Go start the car. Get ready to go. Okay. And as you all track out with Jake, boy, he smells bad. Jesus, dude. Did you fall in an outhouse? Where did you go? I went and meddled with the Phoenix food. That's sulfur, isn't it? It's sulfur. It's at least sulfur adjacent. I don't know. But yeah, it's pretty bad. You think Borbach will still be able to make out outsider stench on me? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure how powerful Centaur's senses are, but pretty powerful. It's it's pretty, pretty powerful. If you were an ice cream cone, you'd be dipped in shit. That would be your flavor. Okay, well, this dipped cone. There's no need to be this hurtful about all this. You really leaned into it, but power to you. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. And 
even more dejected than I was at the rejection of a horse, I will start driving us back to Borbach. <laughs> Can we roll down the windows like every window? Yeah. And I have to ride with him because I've taken my form and I didn't pick movement. So <laughs> so you all head back to Borbach at the Union Stockyard Gate. And he is anxiously awaiting your return. And he sees the car pull up and you can see that he pumps a fist in the air. Oh, you're back already. We did it. Really? I'll open my clenched fist and show him the roll of these fiery nightmare hairs. Oh, look at that. Very good job. I'm very proud of you. It's very intense security from my understanding there. Yeah, it was weird, but uh, we we did it. Enjoy. Oh. Yes, Burbach will put these to good use. Thank you. And he plucks them out of your hand. I step out of the car. Oh, my friend, are you ready to... F- you stink. Why is everybody being so mean <laughs> to me today? No, like from here, the wind did just shift direction. You smell like... Uh, the horse stable. That's where we were. I saw some horses and I fed a bird. And Oh, yeah, he did get close to the phoenix. Oh, interesting. That's a mighty potent. Uh, what is that? Is it uh, like sulfur? I think so. It's like a mineral that they feed the phoenix. Oh, probably a little magical if it eats phoenix food. I don't know. Mm. You want to take a big sniff now? I, I think I will pass. What okay. about your game, bro? Uh, eh, game recognizes game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got the hairs, right? So it's like, ultimately, you won here. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I just wanted to see what the... I'm going to figure out who you know. I don't know why you're keeping it a secret, but Borbach will figure it out. Okay, bud. So we got you the hairs. Yes. Now, what do you know about the cloud gate? Oh, right, right. So I was going to tell you about... The cloud gate and the people who show up there, Borbach knows there are still humans around. You would think that there weren't, but the cloud gate is where the humans appear. And see, Borbach, Borbach travel from here to our base, and it takes me through a rift. And sometimes when you pass through a rift, you pass through a magical space and you see things uh, for that brief moment, almost like uh, you ever watched the, the TV show like uh, Doctor Who, where you go through the tunnel and there's things around you, and it's like, oh, visions of the past and the clocks and stuff. Yeah, man. I saw the cloud gate when I was going through the rift to go back home last time, and there was a human there, but there wasn't just a human there. There was another human-like shape there. And she was made entirely out of magic. She was dropping them off and then just kind of dispersed. Huh. Right? Someone made out of magic. Wild. But I saw it. I recognize magic when I see it. Yeah. Now, the juicy part is, you ready? Uh Uh-huh. When I came back, I had to run an errand, you see. And I went over to do something for Tranquil Silence. And I say that I know magic, but Borbach also knows Silhouette. I saw that woman again at Tranquil Silence. They think she's a ghost. Oh, but she's not. She's made of magic. I think she's uh, maybe a plant, maybe posing inside of Tranquil Silence. They think she's a ghost because she passed through things. She kind of translucent, but she's entirely made up of magic. And he crosses his arms across his broad chest very proudly. Wow. Okay, that is kind of huge. Thank you. Wow. Okay, but you saw her like... In person, right? Not just when she was like a 
shape made out of magic? Yes. What did she look like? Uh, and he starts to describe her to you, and it is the exact way that Lana looked last time you saw her. Okay. That sounds really cool. Can you, like, take people with you through these portals? Only if they have permission to come. How do you get permission? Oh, mother has to give it. Oh, you got to get permission. Got it. Yes. Usually it's only for very high up people if you have a meeting with them. Well, it sounds really, really cool. It is. And speaking of meetings, I have my own engagement that, that we need to get to. So Right. Um, Borbok, thank you so much. Of course. It's really nice hanging out with you. I feel like I don't get to see you very often. It's true. This work, it keeps us busy. I do have one last question for you all, though. Okay. What kind of snack did you bring back, Borbok? Ah, uh, yeah. See, uh, the thing was, uh, we were so just focused on getting you the hairs from the nightmare so that I decided, you know what? Like, there's some stuff around here that would kind of maybe be what Borbok would want. But, like, to be honest, the cookies that I make that I was telling you about before, like the cayenne pepper and the chocolate chips and rosemary and sea salt and all that, they are really really good and i was like that's not really fair for me to like go and get something that you may or may not like when i know for sure that you're gonna love the cookies that i make so sorry that we didn't bring it back for you right now but i promise i absolutely will make you some and bring them back it was a very quick trip you made i look forward to getting cookies yeah i will do that as soon as i get a chance i just gotta you know find all the ingredients and everything but we gotta we gotta go uh to this other meeting but it was so nice to meet you yes you as well see ya pal Goodbye, Kim. Nice to meet you. Goodbye. I high-five him. He high-fives back. Ow. Why am I going to lie? I think that smells on my hand. Sorry. Now that I've gotten kind of used to it, it's not so bad. It's something different. Okay. I go get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where are y'all going? I got a meeting with Damien. All right. Unless there's anything pressing we want to take care of right this second, I do need to meet up with Damien. Yeah, I don't have anything pressing except if I let that nightmare out, then that wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, it was kind of part of the sort of the deal with um, getting the hairs and stuff. So that might be something I try to do tonight if anybody wants to help me out with that. But obviously this comes first. Okay. That, I mean, that sounds fun. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. Speaking of, what was the commotion over at the basilisk thing? Uh, Yeah. And I I'll go into my pocket and pull out all the broken pieces of my soul shaker. I thought maybe if I went and I stood under the solution venom thing that they made to turn you not into stone and I held my salt shaker, I could collect some of it when it poured back on me. I was like, I don't know, that sounds pretty powerful. That might be useful at some point and I'm not using it right now, the salt shaker. So I thought maybe this could it could be a good canister because I just don't, you know, I don't have vials on me, but wasn't sneaky enough. Uh, I think some guards saw me. And so when I rushed out, I tossed it. Um, in a panic and I didn't communicate properly that that's what I was doing and it broke. It's not like it matters. You know, I'm not, I can't use it here anyway. It wasn't a dumb idea. It was a really good idea. Can I take a look at that salt shaker? Sure. Um, and I would like to hold the pieces of it in my hand. And when I rolled put a name to a face with Vorbach, that made me level up. Oh, what are you going to take? Uh, I'm going to take psychometry. And what is that? When you examine an interesting object, roll with spirit. On a hit, ask the MC questions from the list below. On a 10 plus, ask three. On a seven to nine, ask one. And then I have a whole uh, slew of questions I can ask. And on a miss, 
the emotion of the object overwhelms you. Take minus one ongoing for the scene. All right. Roll with spirit. That is an 11. Okay. You get a hold three. Okay. What is the history of this object? Uh, The impression that you get from this object is that it is something that Megan has had for a very long time uh, and that it is a focus for her training. And it was important because it was part of the household that she grew up in. And it was present the first time that her powers got out of control. What secrets or mysteries has this object been privy to? This object has been privy to moving between dimensions. It has felt what it's been like to move from one reality into another. And it was moved there by someone who wasn't Megan and locked away until the rest of the group reunited her with it. Okay, and where does this object belong? This object belongs next to the pepper. Okay. <laughs> I spent a I spent a hold for this, yeah, Brad. Good, good question, dummy. Next. Uh, but I think the thing that you get from this is where the pepper shaker is. And you get a sense that the pepper shaker that is the mate to this salt shaker is in one of Strom's many vaults. That's why this looked so familiar. What? What do you mean familiar? I've seen this. Well, not the salt shaker. I've seen the pepper shaker. Strom has it. Why? That's an excellent question for Strom. But it's not magical. Trust me, she wouldn't have it if it wasn't magical in some respect. It has never done anything on its own. Maybe other stuff that was touched by your powers like that could just also hold a purpose as a focus for like someone else with similar abilities or you if, I mean, like, this got destroyed. Maybe the pepper shaker could do the job instead. I guess. I, I, I don't know anything, and that is just becoming increasingly clear as I'm here. So maybe. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to talk to Strom about a lot of things, depending on how your stay continues. So I will just add it to the list. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up anything um, painful here and I'm handing her the pieces of the salt shaker back. No, it's fine. I, I guess it's a good thing to know. I don't know what it means. It doesn't really matter, I guess, since I can't do anything with it here anyway, but I wish I didn't break it. I actually want to kind of intercept, like as Kim goes to hand off the pieces, I want to take the pieces of the salt shaker uh, and clasp them in, in both of my hands and close my eyes and take a deep breath. Uh, and I would like to try to let out a power within me. All right, roll let it out. Seven. All right, so mark corruption. So which of your abilities are you wanting to let out? Uh, I want to reshape the essence or nature of an exposed object or magical spell. All right, so I think that because this is a mundane item, like you know that there is not magic in it, uh, both in, in this world and in the world you came from, I think just marking the corruption. I don't think there's a cost for this because you're really just piecing back together a mundane item. Oh, okay. If it was something that was magical, I think there would be one of the costs of uh, costly, limited, or unstable. Uh, but I think the corruption is enough to to justify the effort that went into rebuilding this piece of ceramic. All right. Yeah, then I think I close my hands around it. I take a deep breath and you see some of that like magical shimmer around my hands. And then it kind of looks like it backfires like up my arms, like towards my chest. But then it, it stabilizes and I open my hands and there is an intact salt shaker. And I hand it to Megan. I think I just start crying. <laughs> oh. oh, hey, that's not. It's fine. It's be, it's better. It's fixed. Yeah. Thank thank you. I know I said that it didn't matter, but I was 
I felt so bad. I felt so bad about <laughs> breaking it. And I, I just thank you. You're welcome. I put it in my jacket pocket and I zip it up. I'm going to shift into drive and get us on the way to Damien. All right. And so you head to meet up with Damien. The information that you got when this meeting was set up for you was to meet him at the steak and shake. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a lunch meeting. That way he can write it off. Uh, I think that I had dropped my demon form and come in in style on my bike. All right, so Tass is going on his motorcycle. Jake is headed in his car. Megan and Kim, who are you running with? I mean, I would have to assume I'm in Jake's car if I pull up to this meeting on the back of Tass's motorcycle. I, I, that's not going to be a subtle introduction. Can I ride on the back of your motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I am. So both these vehicles pull up at the Steak and Shake, and uh, Damien's car is already there, and you can see that he is walking inside. Uh, are there any imps following him? You do not see one, no. Okay. Um. Wow, this seems pretty free and clear. Usually there's an imp following him around to monitor his comings and goings, so this seems a little relaxed, actually. Cool. I jump off the motorcycle and I run inside. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to just wait in the car for this entire meeting. Not for the entire meeting. I'll I'll wave you in here in a, in a minute once I've spoken to him. Is that cool? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. It's it's that or we risk he murders you. Like No, I mean I would love very much not to die. That's like like one of my top fears besides spiders is dying. dying. So whatever would make that not happen would be great. All right. I'll crack a window. But it seems barely outweighed by the annoyance of having to wait in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like like my other fear, in addition to spiders and dying, are um people having conversations or finding out things and I'm not in the room to find <laughs> those out. It's it's those three in that order. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Megan runs inside and as the bell jingles, Damien turns and there's a look of surprise on his face. I flip him a quarter. Hey man, I think you dropped this outside. He catches it. Are we good? Yeah. Cool. I just want to make sure you weren't like being followed or anything. Right? Oh, no, no, no. I uh, Since this isn't like official for the house meeting, this was just, you know, me doing my own thing. They didn't send one with me. Nice. Cool. Give me my quarterback. Oh, hell no. And he walks over and gives you a hug. How have you been? Busy. Yeah. Car still looks nice. Thanks. Am I actually going to get to drive it in the future? Hey, I offered you the chance to drive it before and you turned it down. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, did. I, I, I had... I had a spell that I had to like come be a part of. No, not then. When we were going to the prison. I don't remember. I also walk into the restaurant. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, it's that fucking tincture magic again, isn't it? Yep. It is, yeah. Because you are Brazak. I am. And we've worked together before. Yeah. Do you know me? I don't. Does my hair look blue to you right now? Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't sure how like other people were seeing me exactly. Oh. And like especially somebody who knew me in the past. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, yeah. we've got another associate with us who would like to be involved in the meeting. Uh -huh. I understand that the two of you have a history, and so I wanted to chat with you first. Oh, it's not one of my exes, is it? No, evidently it's just someone that you two that you are at like a deathly odds with. But she's on our she's on our side. Is a Strom affiliate? Oh, fucking Kim. Yeah, man. Oh God, are you? Wow, why? How did you end up? We, she tried to banish me. I heard, yeah. But you're but you're squirrely, ain't ya? She didn't get you. We came when we arrived here, uh, she foretold that and was there to help 
get us up to speed and help us along and everything. She's been very, very cool so far. Yeah, she worked with James to like set all of this up, like identities and like so we can get around here without anybody knowing. I think this is an enemy of my enemy is my friend type of thing, man. Which, hey, I mean, it's kind of how we started out too, right? So like maybe there's room for, maybe there's real room for growth here, huh? Yeah, but the enemy of my enemy was her boss. (laughs) We were united against her boss. Yeah, and we still mostly are, Uh, I think. As far as, that's unclear. mm. It's unclear the nature of exactly her relationship with her boss at this point. (laughs) But this is all stuff we can round table if we can just not kill each other in a room together. What do you say? Let's get some burgers. Frisco melts? Frisco melt? Frisco melt? Yeah, that's what I want. Also, uh, that shake. (laughs) Who is leading this charge? I think me. Okay. I think it's you. Yeah, I think Jake, persuade an NPC. Seven. All right, fine. But, but, I've heard stories of the readings that she can do. She has to do one for me. Oh, I'm sure she'll have no problem with that. I'm going to go double check. She doesn't seem like the kind of person that would appreciate us promising her powers. I mean, I know she wants to be in here and be a part. I'm just going to go ask if she's cool with that. And if she is, I'll bring her in. Does that work, Damien? You going to be cool? Yeah, maybe be cool. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> and I'll run back out to the car. Hey, so Damien said he'll be cool if you do a reading for him. Really? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's fine. And by be cool, like no. he won't kill me. That would be being cool. I feel like trying to kill you would be pretty uncool. Yeah, I would find it extremely uncool. Yes. Awesome. Let's go. Okay. I will get out of the car, walk with Megan. I think I'm hiding a little bit behind Tass. I'll peek the door. This where the reunion's scheduled? As the three of you walk in, Damien is already walking over towards a booth. And he turns and sees the four of you standing there. Kim. Damien. Join me in my office, won't you? And he sits down at a booth. I will sit opposite him. Very straight. Very serious. So, they mm-hmm. told me that you would like a reading. I would. Is there anything in particular that you would like to know the answer to? Sometimes having a question or a focus uh, helps me get a little more specific. Yes, there is. I want to know, a hundred years ago, where is the other piece of energy that I need? Okay. I will produce my deck of tarot cards and slide them across the table to Damien. Could you shuffle these for me and try not to set them on fire? He cracks a grin at that and starts to shuffle them. And as he does, you see that he's noticing the difference in the cards on the back, the size the shape, um, that this deck is made up of way more cards than it should be, and that there's a lot of random pieces inside, and once he's done shuffling, he sets them back down. I will pick them up, knock twice, blow across the top of the deck. My eyes go white, and I would like to use Eye All-Seeing. All right, so mark corruption and take a point of damage. What's your question? The energy that Damien needs, where is it a hundred years ago? You ask this question into the open air, and you get a very quick and simple answer. The final type of energy, it doesn't exist. That gem has been altered, tampered with. It's built to look like a specific form of energy will unlock it, but the truth is that it's actually a magical lock, one that only Strom can open.
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you two still awake? Dad, we're too excited! You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep. Daddy, tell us about the new expansion! Okay, okay. Yay! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. The manor longed for a companion, so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville. And it was the rootinest, tootinest place you ever did see. Yee-haw! Hop on board the brand new Mockery Railroad all the way to Claytonville. Toot toot! In Claytonville, there are four cowboy lands to explore. Lasso a goat in Farmin Valley. Kiss your girl's best friend in Lovelorn Town. Stop it, Terry. And in Cowboy Christmas Town, hop on down to the Bluegrass Grotto to meet Cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down! And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out. It's the Four Spurs Man Train. Two parks in one and only $19.99 for a family of four. And how about you? Yeah, that's right. You. Listening to this. Are you ready to come back? To Mockery Manor. Season 3. Available now.